Hi, I'm the Red Dog, and you're listening to the Recount Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, and I'm the one that leads you on these expeditions. But as always, it's not about me, it's about Now Entering the Ring. And this person can be found at Lubbock Pro Wrestling, Squared Circle Pro, OSW, SPCW, TMW, and TWE. He is the man who's been known by many names, and right now, currently, he is Mikey and his friend Fred. Give it up for Mad Max Payne. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I just wanted to fire off his name. Mike, but uh, Max Payne was a former WCW wrestler. But hey, you're right, Mad Mike Payne. Why did I say Max? It's Mad Mike Payne. Maybe because I like that game a lot, too. (laughs) It is a pretty good game. (laughs) But how are you doing, sir? And thank you for coming on our show. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm doing great. It's a a nice day today. Not Not too hot, not too cold. Yeah, I was like... I was looking over and I was like, Lubbock Pro Wrestling. I was like, man, that brings back so many memories for me because I used to live in Lubbock and then uh, I, moved, right. I moved out and I was like, oh, I miss it. <laughs> but, man, we got a bunch of questions that we got to ask you. And then, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's dive in some more. So I know you've gone through a lot of gimmicks, but I'm very curious right now. Like, we've got a current one. I know you from Mad Mike Pain, and uh, I know we've gone through some changes. So I'm very curious about your journey right now, and I need, I need all the infos. Okay. Well, let's start, let's start from the beginning. Uh, originally, I was, I was Mad Mike Pain. I was a, I was a bruiser, was kind of... Uh, labeled into the deathmatch scene there for a little while uh, in my younger career. And I had to fight tooth and nail to get out of that because uh, over and over and over again, I heard, I heard all the guys going, yeah, these, these guys, they, they can work hardcore, but they can't work. And uh, I strived really hard to, uh, to make that a falsehood about myself. So, so then what, um, what inspired you to get into the business first? And then like, what brought on Mikey and Fred? Um, well, I've been, I remember sitting at 10 years old, uh, watching old ESPN footage of, uh, of the Von Erics and, uh, everything else. That was, uh. That was where I grew up and started watching it. I was fascinated with uh, Kerry Von Erich and uh, Iceman King Parsons. And the rest come there from his, his history, man. I just kept on and kept on and kept on. Uh, begged my dad to give me pay-per-views whenever I was younger. First one he actually got me was uh, the, the Survivor Series where The Undertaker debuted. And uh, whenever... 
it just that was my addiction. Man. I got to the I got to the point where uh, I was going to high school, and uh, I was I was 15 in high school. I was I was wanting to try out for the uh, football team, and I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, I w- I went to school in Odessa, Texas, which is huge for their football. I actually had a movie Friday Night Lights about it. And the coach at the time looked at me and goes, you're not, you're not big enough. You're not fast enough and you're not strong enough. We don't want you. Okay, fine. So I hit the gym. I hit the gym hard. And then I went through a growth spurt. I went from about five foot nine over the summer. I was, uh, I was right at six feet tall whenever I came back the next year. And uh, there was a there was a coach there at uh, at the high school. His name's Carl Chancellor. He was a really big guy, seven foot two, four hundred pounds, and uh, he was a pro wrestler. So once I got once I graduated high school, everything else, I reached out to him and uh, I was like, Hey, what do I got to do to be? I want I wanted to, I want to become a wrestler just like you what do I got to do? And, uh, he hooked me up with a place called ACW American championship wrestling in, uh, in Odessa and started from there. Damn. And, uh, that was back in the day whenever, uh, whenever we, you know, you didn't get your first match until you, until you, you were, you were through training or they thought you were through training. So I started at, I started in 1999 at, ni- at 19 years old. And my first match was in January of 2001. Almost two years later. Yeah, I, it's funny because like I pay attention to a lot of other like wrestling schools and I hear that a lot like, um, I know a couple other guys that like I talk with just on the side and uh, that's all they tell me to. They're like, yeah, we've been training for the last year and a half, last two years. They're like, how did you get on the show so quick? And I was like, first of all, I was like, I don't, I don't put it out there like that. I just do whatever my trainer tells me to do. So if he tells me, he's like, yo, you're going to go to this spot and, and you're going to go, you're going to wrestle. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you say, I'm, I'm going to go to that spot. So I definitely, I definitely appreciate like, all the different thoughts of what goes on in pound of wrestling scene where people are like told like, Hey, you're here for a year or you're here for two years or even up to three years, just training until you figure things out. And then when we think you're ready to go, then we'll, we'll push you in that direction. But uh, yeah, it's crazy to think that for like two years, like you were just chilling and just kind of waiting for your turn. as you just keep going and taking all the bumps and learning, learning the ropes. Yeah, for sure. So what inspired the new the new character and the new gimmick the way you wanted to branch out because i know like like we said right you were trying to get out of that that hardcore deathmatch kind of scene to show people that you can actually work so i'm very curious like what inspired this new one to come together um well about 2012 i ended up having a, a pretty decent wreck and uh i had to i had to get out with some 
some injuries. And I figured it that was a good time to reinvent myself. I was uh, I was still still doing shows, but I was more of a behind the scenes guy. I was doing agent work and I was working for a guy named Fred Urban, which uh, is the founder of Old School Wrestling. God rest his soul. Um, he kind of took me in under his wing and was showing me that side of the business, the promoter side of it, which I dabbled in a little bit beforehand. But, uh, and uh, I kind of explained to him, I said, look, you know, this is a good, this is a good chance for me to, to kind of reinvent myself. And uh, what we're going to, what I'm, what I want to do is I want to have, I want to have a character, you know, based off of the first one, but, you know, we're going to change some stuff up. So we took the car wreck and we used it to our, our advantage said, okay, he got a, he got a bad head injury. This is, this is the results of what we have, which kind of regret mentally regressed. I was more like a uh, 10 year old in a grown man's body. Along the, along the line with that came the, I don't know my own strength, the, the teddy bear, of course, Fred, and uh, I mean, it kind of just took off like a rocket at that point. And I, I, I love the, I love the gimmick too. I know that's why I'm, I was already curious because I was like, I see like the way it plays off and I'm just kind of like, yo, this is, this feels very familiar but it's also like very unique in its own sense. And that's why I was like, I was like, I got to get more details on this. Cause this looks, and, and to be real, it looks like you're having so much fun just like being out in the crowd. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely an experience whenever I, whenever I go to a show and, and do some stuff, you know, I, I started, I started jumping under any learning tree I possibly could. Dr. Tom, uh, Rip Rogers, just anybody, anybody that we could, we could possibly get a, uh, get a seminar or whatever, you know, I was there picking their brain and, uh, you know, what do I need to do with this character? How do I need to work? Where do I need to evolve everything else? And, uh, we, we got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not just the character in that goes out and does stuff in the ring. I'm by the time by the time you purchase your ticket to the time you go home, I'm going to have some sort of interaction with you at, at least on a personal level from there. And that's good, though, because that's what ends up bringing people back. Like I hear it all the time, like, you know, you want to make that connection with the audience and you want to you want them to obviously keep coming back to you. But, you know, if you have that personal tie with everybody, like it doesn't matter who else was on the card. Like as long as you were the one that was, that they remember when they left at the end of the night, like you've done your job. Cause the next time you come back to the town, guess who they want to come see. That's right. So I'm very curious, man. Like you talked about how you had a pretty, pretty uh, gnarly accident, but I need to know what's the worst bump you've taken. I was uh I was I was going up to the top rope and 
I told the guy that was underneath, I said, come after me. So I went up to the top rope and he grabbed a hold of me, but whenever he grabbed a hold of me, he lost his footing and, and let me go. And I lost my balance up on the top rope and I went down right across my ribs against, uh, against the guardrail. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. That's, that's got to be the that's got to be the absolute worst. Mm. Yeah, that's not something I want to do. <laughs> I guess I guess no one really wants to do that. But... I don't suggest it for anybody. <laughs> I feel like you have like that one or two crazy people that are like, yeah, I'll do that, and then they do it, and they're just like, okay, maybe I'm not gonna do that again. And I I learned that lesson from everybody else. <laughs> like, I don't want to do that at all. <laughs> So aside from like one of the hardest, you know, one of the worst bumps you've taken, what's the hardest that you've been hit in a ring? Okay. I have two that kind of stand out to me. Um, first one was uh, I was wrestling a guy named Mace. And uh, it, was a, it was a hardcore match. And we have all this crap in the ring. And he grabs this VCR. And he hits me with it. And I don't remember half the match after that. Come to find out afterwards that that thing was not gimmick whatsoever. It had every little bit, every little bit of what it, what was inside of it. And it, it was all there. No, that's not. Secondly, this one, secondly, th- this one was all my fault. I was, I was wrestling a guy in Amarillo, uh, named uh, Father Padge, and uh, this guy's black belts and martial arts and everything else, and uh, he calls for a kick, and I step in two steps further than what I, what he thought I was going to step into, and came with a super kick right across and hit me right here in the temple area, and uh, and we still had 15 minutes to go left in that match. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I can I can. I talked to him. I talked to him after after the match, and I was like, "What happened?" And he said, "Well, we, we went on. We did every all the spots that we had planned." I was like, "Okay, I don't remember any of this." He goes, "That's funny. You were calling the whole thing." <laughs> okay, cool. This. At least it looked good. Yep. I hope. <laughs> Lights were on. Nobody's home. That man trusted you enough to finish the match. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I I can attest. I have a friend. He's a black belt, and uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, my my aim is impeccable. He's like, I can, I can, I I can kick so close without kicking you. And I'm like, all right, bet. And yeah, that that didn't happen. <laughs> either time <laughs> he got me he got me a couple times like really good yeah, that's got it that's good go ahead it's real it's real hard to do where two people are actually moving at the same time to make sure that that's going that's going where it needs to go but uh needless to say always protect yourself even yeah. though you're in there with somebody that's virtually a ninja Make sure you make sure you got your hands in the air. Make sure make sure you know you know where your stopping points are. Yeah, I still have to learn that. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> being, being I'm in the business, like, mind you, I'm like older, getting into the business, and I'm still pretty young in the business. Like, I just like, I, I just, I'm like, yeah, man, just if you hit me in the shoulder, just take it off. And then like, next thing you know, I was like, I have a busted lip or like, someone like clocked me in the nose. And like, I'm just like, why didn't you block? I'm like, because I just trusted you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm making all these mistakes. I'm like, I got so much to learn. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm just very curious because are you one of those guys that has a ma- has a meal before a match? Or are you one of those guys that, like, you don't eat anything all day and then afterwards you have, like, your post-match snack? Um, it just depends on the situation. Okay. Because I know – I was gonna say, I know a lot of people have been like, uh, they're like weary about it, right? So like four or five hours before a show, they won't eat at all. And then they have like a, either a post-match snack or post-match meal. And I was just very curious as to like, if you have a post-match snack or meal, what is that post-match snack or meal? Um, nine times out of 10, it is chicken wings. Do you have any, any special? I've, uh, I've been keto been keto for the last couple of years on and off and uh and buffalo wild wings is like a a mainstay for me and uh i like the i like the parmesan garlic or but uh i also i also dig the dig the hot yeah i can't really go wrong with your with the original hot you know right 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 yeah i'm a i'm a mango habanero guy myself like i just I can, I can eat those all day. <laughs> Although there's a spot out here in Maryland called America's best wings. And, um, they have a flavor called golden and it is like, it's got some kick to it. And, uh, I genuinely, I just genuinely just love eating them. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'm just curious, man, like what kind of advice would you have for up and coming wrestlers? Um, a couple of them right off the top of my head. One, don't be afraid to kick out at one. You're trying to tell a story. You're trying to build to something. If you're, if you, if you get knocked down, somebody goes for a cover and you've already got to a two, you're already at that point of the story and you can't go back down from there. You can, you can, you can only go up. If you start at one, or basically if you if you can get down there and you can kick out before the referee even get makes the first count, you've got that much more of a story to 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 tell on the way. I like that. I've 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 never really thought about that, but I do like that. That's awesome. Secondly, you got you got guys all over the place right now. If if you're going to a show nine times out of ten, uh there's going to be veterans on the show. Um, got guys like Funny Bone, uh, Super Beast, Chris Crody, uh, Gino Rivera, and the list can go on and on. You know, those guys from time to time they're gonna they're gonna throw in, throw seminars on. You know, it's a way the promoter help help them out, make a little bit more money because they are the more experienced guys and they have all of this all of this knowledge especially the guys that have been been places and done things uh, get in there invest in that 
invest in the in the time and the in the in the product that you're going to get because those guys have have knowledge that that they can pass down to you that is that is priceless. You know, it's it's worth the the 20 bucks or 30 bucks, whatever it is, you know, it's worth it. You know, you get a, and then you may get into guys that uh, you may get a promoter that actually brings in, it brings in somebody, brings in a Charlie Haas, brings in somebody that's, you know, been to, been to the big game, you know, always, always, always get in there and, and volunteer for those, for those uh, extra seminars that, that you can possibly get a hold of. Yo, I like that too. As like in, and I mean, it's, I've made it like no secret that like Gino is like a guy that I go to like all the time and like talk to and just like continue, like I'll text him on the side and I bug him all the time. I know I do. I I would imagine that at some point he's going to be like, look, man, like you can't send me a message at three o'clock in the morning, my time, just because it's 6am your time and you want to, you're watching wrestling and asking about advice. Like as soon, I'm gonna get that message one day. <laughs> yeah, Gino's a really understanding guy. Uh, he's he's one of the good ones. Uh, I'll tell you that. He... Yeah, genuinely. Yeah. Like I was, uh, I forget. I think I was listening to one of his interviews. That wasn't. It was another interview that he had done, and I was just listening to it. And it was like seven in the morning, like my time. And uh, then I just started jotting out questions, and then like I. I remember pulling up his the chat bubble on Facebook and I was just, I was typing the questions in, but I just wasn't like going to hit send. And I guess I left it open and then like put the phone in my pocket and it sent a message. Cause then my phone, like my wristwatch started vibrating and I looked down and I'm seeing like message, like answers. <laughs> I was like, Oh no, <laughs> it gets like 4am. <laughs> so I felt really oh. bad. <laughs> But you're right. He does. He answers a lot of good questions. So it's really fun to be able to chat with him. Um, this is my last heavy question before we get into the second best segment of this podcast. I just need one do and one don't of the locker room. Uh, first one, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions and, uh, you know, if there's something that you got going on in in your match, somebody that you're talking to, and you're like, "Hey, I don't feel comfortable doing that," you know, if you don't feel comfortable with something, don't do it. Don't don't go. Oh yeah, we can do that, and then go out there and get in the middle of the ring and and get hurt because you you're trying to do something you don't know you didn't have the you didn't have the know how to do. You know, ask questions. You know. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to tell somebody, tell somebody, Hey, I don't think we should do that. I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do that very well. Or I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with that. Oh man. And secondly, you know, secondly, just, you know, be respectful to the people around you. You know, you got some, you got somebody's, you got, you go into an area, you got somebody's bag in the way. Don't be moving other people's stuff out of the way. So you can go, you know, Find your area. If you want to get there early, get there early. That way you've got you've got call of where you where you're gonna stand, where you're gonna dress, all that kind of stuff. You know. But be respectful for the people that are already there and they've got their stuff handed set out. I like it. I like it a lot. 
But those are my heavy hitting questions. So we got to get into the second best segment of this podcast. People ask me, what's the first? And I tell them, the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find on the Three Count Podcast. That's where it's at. Anyway, but let's get into the second best segment, which is the Three Count Podcast, 10 Count Questions. And uh, Mike, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you. Rapid fast. It's whatever first comes to mind. That's your answer. So we're going to put on the imaginary okay. timer. Bing! And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Aladdin. I like it. Robin Williams. Let's go. ACDC or Kiss? Kiss. Okay. Favorite color? Blue. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite cartoon? Um, Bugs Bunny. I like it. I like it. Ronnie Lott or John Lynch? Uh, Ronnie Lott. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're going to throw this one in. <laughs> Favorite podcast? <laughs> uh, the tie for number one. Three Count Podcast and the Working Fans Podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes to both. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this show. The Living Proof, Justin Taylor. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Fuck. Like there's, like there's any other word out there that you really need to have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so That is the most diverse word in the English language. Oh, yeah. I don't know why people, like, I get, I get it's a curse word, man, but let's be real, like, it is the universal word. Like everybody knows what it is. Everybody knows what it means. And like at this point in time, it's just like another, just like, it's just another adjective. Like, I don't understand why people are mad <laughs> or verb. I guess however you want to use it. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's diverse. It's super diverse. So that is all my questions that I have for you. But sir, all I need is for our viewers and our listeners to know where they can find you. All right. You can read, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's uh, Mikey and Fred official. That's uh, an N in between there. And, or you can just reach me at my regular Facebook, which is uh, Mike Caldwell. My Twitter is at madmike232. My Instagram is at, at Mikey and Fred one. And uh, my TikTok is at Mike Caldwell 5. There you go. And there you have it. That's where you can find this man. So 
That being said, this is the Three Count Podcast presents now entering the ring, and I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And as always, it's it's never about me. It's never about me. It's about who's now entering the ring. And right here, you see him. Mikey and Fred are here, or as I, you know, fucked up earlier today, it is Mad Mike Payne. But you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you just you just wait till the end. You wait till the end. Because the outro is going to be there, and then our next episode is going to start. So we'll see you guys later. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.